0: Stickered Up, the official podcast of the Cars Tour is on the air. Presented by Solid Rock Carrier. The Cars Tour, the premier late model stock series. Short track racing at its very best. Stickered Up will feature A-list guests, the hottest topics, race previews, race recaps, the good, the bad, and the The ugly. It happens on the cars tour. Stickered up is chewing Chewing on on it. Here's your host, Steven Dunn.
1: Stephen Dunn, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. We were scheduled to be at Wake County Speedway on Friday night, or Friday and Saturday this coming week, but that has been postponed due to the tire shortage. Uh, so we've got a little special edition for you of the Stickered Up podcast. We're going to do the Spotters edition. We've got uh, Adam Resnick who spots for Justin Johnson, Robert Arch who spots for both Josh Berry and Mason Diaz, and PJ Bryan who spots for Caden Honeycutt. All three in studio, and we're going to talk to those guys in segment two and three. Uh, but we want to recap the one of the. The best races, uh, most fanfare filled races of the 2021 campaign, the throwback 276 at Hickory Motor Speedway that saw two drivers win their second. Throwback 276. Matt Craig in the super late model, Josh Berry in the late model stock. We'll go to Tony Stevens, Steve Post, and Winston Kelly in the recap.
0: He's in the frame now. He's in the picture, but he's only got three-quarters of a mile to get the job done.
2: Webster gets way out of harm's way, way out from the racetrack now. As Matt Craig able to race by?
1: And it's a fresh, open racetrack for Matt Craig. We're down to three laps to go, and Chandler Smith not able to do anything. He's gotten by the lap car, but he is still a
0: good 10 or 12 car lengths behind. Matt Craig with two laps to go. Back white flag is out. One more trip around the speedway for Matt Craig. Final three-eighths of a mile for Matt Craig. He has held off all challengers so far here this afternoon. And Matt Craig will
3: emerge off turn number four, a winner for the second time in the Honeywell Home throwback 276 by Baker Distributing. Oh man, I don't know. I love this track. You know it's it's slick, it's worn out. You gotta use your head, you gotta you gotta have a good car. I mean, that's like every track. We just want to run good here, so every time I come here, put extra effort in and and, and try to dig really deep and get the win. Diaz is not letting him get far. He's well within striking distance, Steve. How –
0: well, I don't know what word you want to use, but we're about ready to find out. aggressive will Mason Diaz be on the final lap here at Hickory in pursuit of the throwback 276 he nearly gets into Barry there in turn 2 and that's going to be all she wrote here comes Josh Barry into turn number 3 and for the second time in his career Josh Barry is a winner in the Honeywell home throwback 276 here at the Hickory Motor Speedway as, as he's going to crawl out of the car the fans here at Hickory Motor Speedway giving him the dues the cheers that he certainly has earned he definitely had to earn this victory tonight Josh this has been a whale of a 2021 but we've got to start with this race and I want to go to early in
1: the race first it looks like you dropped back and perhaps in that second stage were you doing tire management at that particular time
3: yeah um man it's hard here it's so hard here because you got to be up front but you can't wear it out and it's just such a game and man, I hate leading early in the race. I don't know. I guess I just feel like if I lose, then at the end, that'll be the excuse. So, you know, we just stayed in the top four, kind of got fell back a little further than we wanted to but um, was able to get back up front and we had a really good car in the long run. It took about seven or lap, seven or eight laps for it to come in, um, so I knew I was going to have my hands full with Mason there at the end. He would look like he was a little bit better for the first you know, 15 or 20 laps, and then it would kind of even out, and then I would get better. So um, just hats off to him, and hats off to all these guys, man. We, uh, we worked so hard this weekend.
1: And again Matt Craig with his second triumph in the throwback 276 on the Super Late Model. Side Chandler Smith second, Bubba Pollard third, Carson Quapple fourth and Kyle Plot round out the top 5. With the win Matt Craig stretched his points lead over Carson Quapple to 8 points. Five races into the 2021 campaign, and again on the late model side, Josh Berry victorious in his second throwback 276. He was followed by Mason Diaz in second, Sam yarborough with a strong third place run, Minnie Tyrell with his best finish of 2021. He actually led some laps in the event. Jared Fryer fifth, Bobby Bacardi sixth, Caden Honeycutt with a strong seventh place finish. Caden actually started at the rear of the field, made some unapproved changes, went to the back and moved his way all the way for a solid top ten finish. Sam. Connor Jones, Deke McCaskill run out the top 10. Looking at the point series, point standings for the late model stock cars, eight events in the books. Bobby McCarty, the two-time champion, still ahead, 220 points. Caden Honeycutt, three markers behind. Jared Fryer is six points behind in third, followed by Justin Johnson in fourth, 10 points behind. Deke McCaskill round out the top five. He is 19 markers behind Bobby McCarty. Uh, next race for both the super late models and the late model stock cars. They'll be at Motor Mile uh, two weeks. Um, they'll be the final weekend of August. We'll preview that race in our next edition of the Stickered Up podcast. But we're going to come back after this caution flag. Brandon Willard has the caution flag out. And we return to Stickered Up. We'll have our spotters edition with Adam Resnick, PJ Bryant, and Robert Arch. You're listening to the Stickered Up podcast.
4: Stickered Up, official podcast of the cars tour. Thank <laughs> you sponsor of the Cars Tour.
0: Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. Pit Row.TV. That's Pit Row.TV. Don't change that channel. BST. Bryant Shock Technology. Providing proven
4: Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations Durham and Roxboro, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at ThriftyTireOnline.com. The official Car Care Service Center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up Podcast.
0: Race Cars Building Championship Race Cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis, RNS Services providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston,
5: Virginia.
1: This is Lane Riggs, driver of number 99 99- Per your tank line, Solid Rock Carriers,
5: Turner Asphalt, Lake model stock. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn and powered by Solid Rock Carriers.
1: Green flag back out, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. In studio, I've got three sets of eyes that make it possible for some of our Cars Tour guys to get around the racetrack safely. Uh, I've got uh, Mr. Adam Resnick, who spots for Justin Johnson. I say hello? Hey,
5: how y'all doing? I'm
1: really excited about being here. Thank you. Robert Arch, who spots for two cars tour drivers. You got Mr. Josh Berry and Mr. Mason Diaz. Yeah. Hey, everybody. And then we've got PJ Bryan, who spots for the leading RS rookie of the year candidate, Caden Honeycutt. Well, for now. Well, for now. <laughs> May have some breaking news <laughs> no. here before the end of the podcast. No. Try not to get fired. Trying not no. to get fired. No. Uh, well, guys, uh, Thank you guys so much for all coming up and uh, and doing this. I thought it'd be a lot of fun for people to see, hear a little bit different perspective. We have get drivers in here all the time. We've had track promoters in here, but I've always thought that having spotters in here would be a really cool thing. So, um, thank you guys for being here. I do want to start with um, with Robert. I mean, you had uh, both of your drivers finish one two at Hickory. I know, obviously, you're spotting for Josh, but were you maybe secretly pulling for Mason to win on Saturday night? Running second?
2: I mean, I wouldn't have cared either way who won. Um, I mean, it was good to see Mason finally have some good luck. It's been a terrible year as far as bad luck, bad tires, and getting caught up with other people's stuff and stuff that wasn't part of our doing. Um, But, I mean, of course, I was working with Josh, so I'd rather see him win that night. But either way, I mean, seeing both of them run was
1: was pretty good. Yeah, and, and PJ, you had your hands full on, on, you know, at Hickory. You came from the back to – finished seventh and man that had to be uh had to be a little bit of a challenge for both you and Caden right
3: yeah I I don't I don't know if I'd want it any other way especially with Caden trying to you know trying to teach him how to points race he doesn't everything he's ever run he's kind of moved around done some stuff and and talking to his parents before the race they you know they said look you got to teach him how to points race because he doesn't know and so that was about the most nerve-wracking thing of the night was just trying to you know get him not to to get over excited and he he did a good job worked his way right up
1: man you guys are doing all the segues that i need you're talking about <laughs> points racing um uh, adam you know I, you and i talked about you know you spot for justin johnson justin's got two wins and in the midst of the the points championship here and you mentioned to me as a spotter you're you, you're very cognizant of that points that championship battle is it different spotting in the championship mode versus just a, a one-off race Oh, I think so.
5: I think, um, I think I'd think i be much more aggressive as far as spotter-wise, as far as maybe taking more chances, um, maybe pushing a little harder. But, you know, we're in um, – we committed to a Cards Tour Championship and was hoping for the triple crown, but we ruined that. And um, – but, um, but P.J. did an unbelievable job with Caden last week. I saw a big difference in Caden's attitude. And um, I think P.J. is a big part of that. Um, and then with Justin, we just flat out sucked. You know. Welcome
6: to we, my but, year with Mason yeah, Diaz. Yeah, exactly. I, felt, I, felt like,
5: I felt like we were Mason Diaz, except we didn't finish. Um, but no, I, I, we, we came back and we and we finished, I think, um, 13th. Yeah. And uh, so I, I felt like it was a good point sting. I think Justin did an incredible job. And uh, it's amazing how you have nights like that versus nights you finish second, and you're really more proud of that. I'm – Probably just surprised that thirteenth place night as I as I was you know some of the second place. Finishes. Well, you know, you
1: think about it, and you and I talked about this. If Justin Johnson ends up winning this championship, you look at a thirteenth at Hickory as being the the race that actually won the championship for him, right? Well, uh, yeah, we were sitting, I think, uh, nine, I think we ran about nineteenth
5: or twentieth the whole time. Yeah, and we just got we just really played it well in the end, and um, Justin didn't give up, Marcus didn't give up, and Hunter and. And me, I think we all stuck in there, and uh, you got to be positive. It's like anything else in life; you just got to try to get what you can, and try to work through it, and just be as positive as you can, and not not quit.
1: You know, I listened to you um, during the race. I listened to you the whole race, and your demeanor so smooth and calm, and it's, it's it's really. I mean, it's, and I want to ask both of you guys too. I mean, you got I mean, Robert, you 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 just got the spot for a lot of guys right how do you change the way you spot to different guys
2: uh well the way i spot i don't change like i've had people say this is what i want this is what i want and then 10 laps into the race i just do my normal (laughs) deal like you you (laughs) sign up for me baby (laughs) (laughs) you call me so this is what you get kind of thing and uh i mean but the biggest thing is like adam knows me like really well like me outside of racing like i'm loud i'm arrogant like just balls to the wall, everything. Like a lot of people, like, just don't realize like how I could ever be a spotter. And then they listen to me on the radio and they're like, you're two different people. Like, it's just yeah. cool, calm, and collective. Like, the stuff doesn't really bother me. Now, I will get animated sometimes on the radio, but for the most part, like, if you listen to me on the radio, it's two different people. You wouldn't know that I'm the same person.
1: Oh, so. yeah. I've heard you on the radio. You hit it, it, uh, a flip a switch.
2: But yeah, no, I mean, I don't, I just, I used to race, so I kind of know like, what I wanted to hear. And so I just do the same thing, and it seems to work pretty well.
1: When you said you used to race, you raced this past Friday night at Wake County, didn't you? Well, I'm like semi retired. I don't know. We're talking well, about. How'd did, how did that go?
2: I, I didn't ever hear. I run second. I wrecked a guy because he made me mad. <laughs> but I run second in both races.
1: Who spotted for you?
2: Uh, a guy named Brian Sullivan. He, okay. Uh, he sponsored for, yeah, for you. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So some guy died by me, and when I got back to him on the next lap, I drove through him. So we run second. I, uh, I just couldn't reach the steering wheel. I was, like, locked out like this, and I, I was passing AJ for the lead with, like, three to go, and he pinned me down. And I got loose and about wrecked, and we run second. And, Adam, you, you race.
5: You have raced. I'm not, I'm not done yet. I mean, we um, Every year I try to come do a little bit of racing, and probably before the end of the year I hope to run some late model but it but it does help i mean i think pj have you ever raced anything? Yeah, yeah that, was that was my long question long time ago that was my question yeah, was a long, long time,
3: time ago but most of mine's just I, i've been around the racetrack so much that so all my spotting was just kind of you know watching the watching everybody you know but you have done yeah go karts right. stuff like that right. and then you know heck i started traveling on the xfinity series when i was 17 so it, it you know i've always been around racing and um that's what helped me the most. I do got a question. Do y'all listen to yourselves? Yes, you do. I do now. I it do too, and, that, and that's what I think helped helps, me the most it too. Helps a lot. I know when you, I first started doing it, I'd start listening to myself. I'd like stop talking. I'd be like, oh, I'm listening to myself. I gotta stop. But I think it makes you better because you're not yelling. And I just do yeah. it because I know he hears me. Yeah, <laughs> well,
2: right. that. But it's the yelling aspect. Like if you racing side by side and beating the doors off of it right. each other or something. And you're going to get elevated and then the driver is going to get all up on the wheel and start running into stuff and uh, unbelievable. getting sideways. But if you hear yourself, it's much quieter because you're not the headphones don't muffle your sound. So it's, yeah, I feel like it helped me a ton or made me a better
5: spot. That's awesome. I, I
1: learned, started I started I learned something myself. right there. Yeah. Thank you. Who's the first uh, PJ, I'll ask you first, who was the <clears throat> first person that you spotted for and how did that come about? Like who, how do you f- get your first spotting gig?
3: man i i think man you know what i don't really know it may have been mike skinner and i can't that's a pretty big deal yeah. oh yeah no and <laughs> you know back then it was kind of like whoever could do it you know yeah. what i mean it wasn't like it wasn't like there was people that had spotter jobs and you right. have a bag with a, you know but i think it was just kind of like uh we need a spotter uh pj you're not doing anything do it and that's how i kind of that was man i gotta think i don't is that in the trucks no that was xfinity okay um
2: that's big time right? oh yeah yeah no <laughs> for right no out of the box man no it was idea. like right out of the no box. pressure
3: no um i want to say it was like oh oh one or 2000 i don't know i'd have to look back robert your first spotting gig
2: my first spotting gig was uh my neighbor his name was kevin floors he had a super late model um that was pretty much my first job when i was in high school he moved in and had a bunch of race cars and I learned everything I knew about race cars through him. He wrecked that damn thing every week. And when I mean every week, it was every week he wrecked it. And uh, he had a lot of money, but he didn't know how to work on it. And he he said, he wrecked it the first night out. And uh, he said, man, I ain't got time to carry it to Charlotte. I was like, I can fix it. I ain't never worked on a race car day in my life. And I sat up there for a week and put that bitch back together. And he destroyed it the next week. but, I mean, that wasn't the first time I spotted for him. I mean, I'd worked for him for a year or two, and then I ended up spotting for him. I um, I actually learned, like, listened to Paul Griffin. Um, I mean, he's probably going to get a big head after three years this. He was a spotter. <laughs> he's he's on, got one anyway. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> he was a spotter on a Hooters Pro Cup team that I worked for, for Kirk Leone. I was a front tire carrier when I was 15, and Paul did not work on the car. He did not push the car. He did not do nothing, but he talked at the racetrack. And then I said, hmm. I want that job because he ain't got to work on it. He ain't got to do nothing. He and, just shows up with his headset yeah, and talks. So I mean, I kind of spotted for him, and then I moved on to Alex Fleming. I spotted for him in the past series, and then Bradley McCaskill. He um, he needed me one night, and then he fell in love with my spotting, and then we became best friends. And I mean, it's been a whole laundry list of people that I've spotted for, and then yeah. I spotted for Bradley forever. And then now he's dirt racing. And Do
1: they have spotters in dirt racing? I didn't. I talked to him, and I didn't ask. They got these sticks that they hold up.
2: Like if they're like this. That means they're on your ass. If they're spread apart, it means you got room, kind of thing. Really? It's like smoke signals. Yeah, little. You know, like the little flashlights, wow. like the <laughs> yeah, the, the airport. Yeah, use? yeah, that's what you use. You just stand somewhere in the racetrack and just give them signals. So, with Bradley, though, I figured out he wears an Apple Watch. So, I text him, like, so he can read it, or read it during the cautions, and he cut a hole in his glove so he can reply back. Like, move up, move down. Really? Yeah. I got smart with it. I communicate via text with him under That court. is, that's very, yeah that's very creative. So, there, I mean, I've spotted for Bubba Wallace at Bristol in the Super Deal. Okay. Derek Krause in the ARCA Deal. He won, he won the ARCA Championship. hmm and then national champion, Josh and, Berry. Yeah, and then Josh got me in the offseason last year and asked me if I wanted to do that. So, it's pretty much been it. That was a wild season.
1: Yeah. Adam, how would you get started spotting? I don't spot. What <laughs> do you do? <laughs> you just talk?
2: Yeah, I
5: just – um, that's not something I'm really into. Um, but Justin asked me to do it, and I did a little bit um, with Michael Fos, and he ran some cars too, but – I pretty much um, – I mean, I've done a little bit off and on, helping like when I've from people. Or, yeah. You know, maybe more driving coach stuff over the years. But um, <clears throat> I just – I'm not a spotter. I just um, – I just – but I do spot for Justin Johnson. You're, you're pretty but, good.
1: You're pretty good not to be a spotter.
5: Well, I've been around it, you know, a long time. I know um, I know how to drive. And um, I know what Justin likes because I know who he is as a person. and uh, And it works out good. And I'm not really interested in – you know, I get phone calls all the time as far as people want me to spot or do different things, and I'm, I'm not interested in that. And and
3: I'm sitting here thinking i got to tell the story because if I don't, he's going to kill me. But I remember when I was when we were racing at Concord Motor Speedway and uh, a guy named Phil Rogers come up and asked me, hey, can you spot for me tonight? And I'm like, man, I ain't never done it, but I'll do it. And uh, they took the green flag, and I'll never forget we wrecked on the backstretch. And before I could even get to the mic, he, it totaled the thing, you know. What I mean, I was like, my, oh, Jesus. and then my next race was like Charlotte with Skinner. I'm like, this, I'm I'm not cut
1: out to do this, and here
3: I am, you know. <laughs> but that's funny how things kind of you know full circle kind of go yeah. back.
1: But well, both of you, all three of you guys, I mean, you guys are the the eyes and the ears um, for for these drivers, and I think that the cars tour is the best thing in racing right now as far as short track racing. I mean, I think that the talent level is really high been very surprised i mean pleasantly surprised that we haven't torn up a ton of stuff so far this year um i was kind of thinking that hickory might be one of those carnage wrecked fest which guys did a really good job you guys are a reason part of that but um do you guys put additional pressure on yourselves you know when you when you get up in there and do you have that i don't know like i i'm, I'm not nearly the level of you guys or the experience you guys i mean i spot for Carter Langley. And, and, late model at South Boston and, you know, went to Langley. Man, I just get, you know, get that pit in my stomach before the green flag falls, just waiting for something to happen. But, I mean, you guys, all cool, calm, and collective here. That not, nothing like that?
2: The only time I got nervous was 2013. Deke McCaskill called me from Martinsville. His, oh. spotter, his spotter got stung by a bee or something and got all swollen up. And I was like, yeah, man, I'll do it. Bradley told him I could do it and everything. I ain't never been to the spotter stand in Martinsville, and it's Deke McCaskill. That was the same year he finished second in the national championship. I believe it was 13. And yeah.
1: Martinsville is intimidating.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was nervous. and um,
1: Y'all are not making me feel good about what I have to do in so, about five weeks. Well, I
2: mean, it's different if you got Deke McCaskill versus Carter Langley. Right. You're right. Mm-hmm. Deke McCaskill was, you know.
5: But still intimidating when you get up yeah, on top of that top. Yeah, right? but yeah. it
2: was Deke McCaskill. He was, you know, he was hauling ass and winning all those races. And, yeah. you know, I'm scared to death of boys. And, um he called me and I was racing at Southern National on the Friday night before and I drove up there Saturday and we practiced whatever and I didn't sleep at all I literally did not fall asleep at like 5 in the morning I was so I had so many butterflies and I mean I was just terrified Dequalified second I think I mean he was yeah. he was actually all in an ass and uh, I ain't sleep at all all day long I was nervous like all day long I was nervous and um, as soon as the green flag dropped I mean it won't nothing and then we ended up you know, killing Lee and having a big wreck at the end of the race. And I almost had to fight Lee Pulliam's daddy in a spotter stand. But, I mean, I, that one and then my first time at Snowball Derby were like the two times that oh. I was like nervous. Oh. Um, but other than that, I mean, it's just like another all day.
1: What racetrack – what's the best spotter stand that you guys have been in? Gresham. Okay
2: the world crown is down it's not even racing anymore but gresham's probably nicest or current county's probably one of the nicest in california pj i
3: was i was thinking motor mile isn't motor mile really good yeah it's yeah the I, of I think the motor middle. mile the, the one that i like uh, martinsville's you know actually really really good yeah because you're so high up dominions isn't bad dominion yeah, dominion is yeah. good yeah anything you're high uh, it, like south boston yeah south, but, uh, boston. I south boston's, yeah, boston's terrible like i mean yeah. if, if that's the one place yeah, we go hickory is too but we don't yeah. spot in
2: there yeah. we're <laughs> in <swiping> the grandstands <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, I had, yeah i
1: had a spot for whitney Meggs that's, at hickory a couple terrible. weeks ago that's over so. in turn four and it's like he, what in the world are we doing <laughs> over here <laughs> I
2: spotted 18 races there last year i know all about it
1: yeah and uh but but adam what about you i mean i mean you say you're not a spotter but as far as the spotter stands you've been in what's the best one you've been in
5: oh i mean martinsville of course i've been been there Twice and um,
2: I think Langley is a good spotter. It is. I I really, I I really, that's probably my favorite. I got a new candidate for the worst. And Carteret.
3: I I thought this was going to bring up the (laughs) Southern National one, but no, we'll we'll save that. Carteret's bad. Yeah, Carteret's bad.
2: Because you're you're behind the bleachers and there's
3: there's room for eight people.
2: Yeah, so then you're on the one in the middle and then they just like go wherever you want. Then they had to rent. It was a mess up Carteret. The one time we were standing in the middle of the racetrack. And oh, in the tower in yeah. the middle. In the middle yeah, of right where race the bar track. was. And I was on, standing on the top of the railing, bear-hugged a <laughs> flagpole because you couldn't see because all the spotters. And I stood there and I said, you're screwed and turn three and four because I'm
1: not turning around. And I just
2: held onto that flagpole all night long.
1: I thought you were going to say you were running up and down to the bar.
2: No. That
1: was Bristol when I walked in the – spotter
2: stand with four Uh, beers in my hand.
1: You walked into the spotter stand at Wake County when I was spotting for Carter Langler this year with a beer in your hand. I mean, it happens. Yeah. That's Um, Wake
2: County. That's Wake County. (laughs) But I I was spotting for Bubba Wallace in the heat race, and I walked in there with four Bud Lights in
1: my hand. Matt Brooks was pissed. (laughs) Let me ask you this, a little bit off topic as far as the spotter stuff, but uh, an issue that we've talked about several times uh, already on our podcast is the tire issue. And uh just wanted to get y'all's kind of take and opinion on that and and where we're at. Obviously Wake Wake County was supposed to be scheduled for this Saturday night and that's been postponed and pushed until October, which for me puts a really big strain on you guys' points racing because you got three races back to back to back to wrap up the year. I mean, that's that's pretty intense, but um what do you guys think? I mean, where where are you what what is y'all's stance on the well, tire and I,
3: I got a stance that the drivers and the crew chiefs are probably not going to like. Well, um, that's good. We yeah, want to have. No, I mean, I, I'm. I mean, you look at Cup racing right now. Where Cup racing Xfinity, they don't have any practice, and I think it's been some of the best races that they've ever had. You know, yeah. and I think it's because of practice, no practice. And you know, you don't see the guy that that runs out and is a half a lap ahead of everybody else. And I feel like you look back at Hickory. You know, kind of everybody had to bring their own tires and. And do the deal, and I think that was some of the best racing we'd seen all year. Now, you know, for the rookies and all that, I know that's bad. But heck, man, if dirt guys can do it for 15 minutes, we don't need four hours to figure it out, you know. And I, I think I think it makes the racing better. But then you got the guys that say, "What about the rookies?" Well, that's that's part of being better. You're gonna make yourself better by
1: racing, not practicing. Well, I for have four a question, and, and Robert, you can probably answer this because you are race. Mm-hmm. How much can you take from I racing? To these racetracks. I mean, like, you look at some mm. tracks like Hickory's getting ready to come online with iRacing. Some of these other racetracks that are short tracks are on iRacing. So, can you take things from the iRacing if you're a rookie and, and, and move that into like real life? Uh, so, I mean, the
2: only track that's on there that I've actually raced on, Southern National, the line is dead on. Like, the line you got to run is right on the bottom, right on that white line, drive it straight up off the bottom. But, like, the game is like a second faster like in the super late model you're running like 13 second lap times whereas they run 15 second lap times in real life right um so it's a little bit skewed there but i mean it's not like you can go in there and build a setup on there and then just go put it in your late model it ain't gonna work that way so i mean it would help you like familiarize and maybe get a lifting point where you can pick the gas up kind of thing but much more than that i don't really see how it would how it benefit um i mean the thing with the tire deal You know, it's screwed up for everybody, but I don't understand, like, why we have to be there two days testing when we don't have any tires. Right. I don't understand how, you know, the bigger teams are still getting tires. Like, at Jennerstown, it was the Wild Wild West. You had, you know, some guys that couldn't afford to buy the tires, and then you had the big money guys that was going to those guys and saying, here, we'll buy your tires from you. And then they were just giving them the money and they were going to buy them. And then they went home with five sets of tires. There was two two teams at Jennerstown that took home five sets of tires. Well, the one guy was actually smart and said, hey, you know, you can buy all five of our sets or all six of our sets, but we want one of them to race on. He didn't have to buy tires to race on at Jennerstown. You know, so, I mean, your bigger teams are doing that and they're still skirting the system. So, I mean, there's things that should or could be put in place to help it because all these lower budget guys are like, oh, this is great. You know, none of the big teams. We don't have to buy tires, but they still got them. Like there was some—I don't even remember who it was. There was some teams that did two or three mock runs at Hickory. You know, wasn't Josh one of those? No, we had tires from Caraway because he, okay. did, he didn't start the race. That's what we practiced on all weekend. And yeah, think about that.
1: Well, we were terrible. I mean, we
2: worked and worked and worked and worked and worked and worked, but we were terrible all weekend.
1: I mean, I know talking to Deke McCaskill. You know, Deke is Duke Small small budget, small time. I mean, he does it all himself. And he was really excited about cutting back on the practice. But, you know, Deke's one of those guys. He wasn't like some of these guys that show up on Wednesday, Thursday, practice two days before the Friday practice. And I've already – I've made this very clear to a lot of people. I've even talked to Chris Regal about this. They could make a Cars Tour weekend, a one-day show. You could get there early – you could get all the practice that you needed. You could test. You could tech. You could qualify. You could race. You could do it all in one day.
2: Yeah, now they can't. So the way they're going, to, when you <clears> say that to them, they're going to say, "Well, you don't have to be here Friday. It's optional." That's that's going to be. Yeah, fair. I that's get fair. that. Yeah. But I mean, now with the tire debacle, like no one's got tires, so there's no need to go. I mean, everyone's going because the tire selection, the tire selections, on Friday, so you have to be there either way to pick your tires for the race. Right. But at the same time, especially right now there's absolutely no need to be there on a friday because of the tires. I mean, it's I don't see it getting any better any, any better anytime soon. I think the um, regular car tires that we use on our trucks and everything else, I think we're getting ready to run into an issue with those not being able to get them. I mean, I work in the car industry every day and getting parts and getting things is rough, but um, I mean,
1: it's hard getting vinyl for the graphics dies. Yeah, I mean, it's too. hard
2: getting anything. I've got yeah. I've got cars that since March, I've got a car that's been sitting, and I won't have the dash until November. I need mean, a dashboard for it and won't have it until oh, November. Right. The customer had to go buy a new car because they couldn't get it. But, I mean, it's it's going to be like, it's not just race cars. It's going to be the personal passenger cars that are getting ready to have this big issue, and it's just, the, you know, the workforce. The There was some, I don't know what the technical term is, but some big bug infestation in China with all the trees that the rubber comes from or something, and it killed all the trees. So this is not going to be something that goes by anytime soon. But a buddy of mine works at a tire plant. And he's like, well, we use synthetic rubber, so we don't have an issue. So right. I don't really know what the difference is in the different types of cars or tires and things like that. But, I mean, it's not good. I mean, I, I don't know, like, what's going on with Rockingham? Why, if, there's no way Hoosier is you know, yeah. is going to waste time to build a set of tires for one race when they've got all these other series that use the same amount of tires. Yeah. So, You know, is Rockingham still gonna happen? I mean I Good question. I I don't know. I mean I I don't see Hoosier being that when they've got tracks all the way across the country and series all the way across the country. They're not gonna waste the time for one race kind of thing. So I don't I don't know. I mean everyone's using and depleting all of their tires and everything else. So I mean, it's getting ready to be we just line up and race and hope like hell you hit it at the shop.
1: Right on. Well, Brandon Willis got the costume flag out. We're going to take a break. We're going to stick her up, and we'll be back with Adam Resnick, Robert Arch, and P.J. Bryant. You're listening to Stickered Up Podcast. Stickered, Stickered up. up, official
4: podcast to of the Cars Tour.
0: Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's R&S Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia.
4: Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxborough, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the
0: official pit stop of the Stickered Up Podcast.
4: and the title sponsor of the Cars Tour.
0: Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. Pit Row.TV. That's Pit Row.TV. Don't change that channel.
3: skate Honeycoat driving the number four. Justin Johnson Racing Ford. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn.
1: Green flags back out. Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast with of the Solid Carriers Cars Tour, Our Spotters Edition. PJ Bryan who spots for Caden Honeycutt. Robert Arch who spots for both Josh Berry and Mason Diaz, and Adam Resnick who spots for Justin Johnson and guys. We were talking about tires um, before the break and. And then we got to talking a little bit about what some of these other tracks uh, may or may not be doing with the tire shortage, and we talked about Martinsville and Robert. You said you mentioned that you'd heard that even though people have questioned whether Martinsville's three hundred lapper, Valley Star Credit Union three hundred would would go off in five weeks, but you said that you feel like that's pretty much a go with what you've heard. That's so what they say. We will see. So, um, but but again, the tire deal. Um, Does that change the way you guys – I mean, I know Justin, for example, Adam, you know, they were on practice tires. They did have a set that they were able to mock up on um, at Hickory, but it's not even about the practice tires. It's the the limited supply and what you've got for race tires. And I know that, you know, Justin mentioned he might have gotten a bad set of tires. So how much does that play into the whole – tire shortage thing as far as matching numbers. And that's the thing, man, and maybe you guys know a little bit more, I don't try to understand the tire deal and and what mechanically happens, but how important is matching up those serial numbers? I ain't got a clue. I'm a spotter. <laughs> yeah, but, don't get me I'm <laughs> No, but really, we show
2: up.
5: We don't push.
2: <laughs> no, I've seen you push. <laughs>
5: No, it's going on right now. These tires are being made as quick as they can make them.
2: They're, yeah. not, they're not getting cured. That's what happened at the Pensacola the week before. And they, right. They weren't curing, and they were coming apart and things like that. I mean, I mean, it's all going to play into a fact, but at the same time, it's going to be like luck of the draw. When we were there with Mason earlier in the year, Mason was top five of the board all weekend long. We went and qualified, and uh, Jessica Gann out-qualified us. We qualified right. last. So, and Just like you might
5: get a bad set of tires, the next week you might have half the field – it gets a bad set of tires and you get a good set of tires. So it's, it's, it's an equal thing. It's not, it shouldn't be an issue. Racing's hard enough as it is. Yeah. And then you, you put the tire equation in there, but it's there, it's something we need to get used to. And um, we better start learning. Everything's so high tech now, all these load numbers, and it's, um, it's getting so out of control. So now when you put a set of 150 lap tires on there, well, you can't buy the same tires that you're actually racing on size-wise. You know, these teams, I mean, they're spun out because of um, the technology. It ain't like the olden days. It used to be very, very simple. And it's not
1: simple anymore. Who does –
5: Yeah, Brandon Brandon Butler's gone.
1: In y'all's opinion, does a veteran driver have an advantage now? Like a Deke McCaskill or a Justin Johnson Ah. versus someone like a Caden Honeycutt who's a rookie, a Sam Butler who's a rookie that, you know, they need some of these tracks they've not been to. I mean, does does that experience help them oh, I mean, at I,
3: all? I, I think experience means a bunch. Um, yeah. You know, especially like 90% of my job with Caden, nothing against him. It's trying to tell him the sky's not falling, you know, because um, everything is always, you know, him him worrying about stuff that he can't control. It's just like these tire codes. You know, I'm in the shock and spring business, and, and, and I have people used to call me and goes I got to have a red Eibach, you know, or whatever. Well, now it's like, I'll take whatever you can get in this rate. And and I feel like that's what they're going to have to start doing with these tires. They, matching codes and all, that's over for a while. You know, you're going to get, as long as you got a white line around the center of it, you're going to be happy, you know, and try to get your stagger right and go run. And um, so I think the veterans do have, you know, a, a better chance of running good. But then you look at Hickory the other night, man, there was some veterans spread out throughout the field, you know, and some of them ran good and some of them didn't.
2: Yeah, but to a degree, like um, these guys, I mean, they all got junk tires, whatever. They're going to unload and get their load numbers and all that nonsense on a set of junk tires. So, I mean, they're going to run 15, 20 laps. So, you know, the news guys can get their lifting points and things like that for these new tracks. I mean, it's definitely an advantage to have raced there before, but, I mean, it's not going to be the end of the world, you know. So, I mean, you're not going to dial your car in on that first set of tires anyways. You're probably the ones you raced on when you unloaded at the last track. So, I mean, it's all a uh, – It's all a predicament we're all in. We all got to make the best of it and hope for the best and
1: hopefully it gets turned around. What's the – Adam, I'll start with you. I I
5: was going to say real quick, we we talked about the young people at a disadvantage. You take um, Dixfinity this year and you take um, even Josh. I mean, look at what he's done. No practice, never seen a racetrack before and um, never driven anything like that before. So I, I think you're starting to see some real talent show up from mm-hmm. these younger kids, and I think that the veterans, who know what they're looking for, who know more of, of what to do during the practice, mm-hmm. I don't think they're getting that advantage on these young kids where everybody's kind of in the same boat. I think they got the same car, and I, I just I think I think it's really helping the young kids. I mean, like like a Caden. I mean, he just has speed every time we go somewhere. And I don't know if he knows exactly what he's looking for when he goes to a new racetrack. Where if a Deke or a Justin, um, these guys go to a racetrack and they know the feel they want, they can look for it. Mm -hmm. These kids don't know what they're looking for. So I I actually think that the non-practice, the non-tire thing is actually – and like you said, Hickory, I mean, look at these kids who who started up front. Oh, yeah, Schaefer, Minnie. I mean, it's – Yeah, a um, lot of the younger
1: kids are up front.
5: Yeah, the 17 car, I think. I mean, you know what I'm saying, these people, it was – I'm surprised, but I really think it's actually made everybody equal. I think it makes the rookies equal. It's made a lot more interesting racing right now because, I mean, we're scared to death half the time because the people who are in front of us are people we've never even raced with.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, Justin started in the back. Caden started in the back. You know, and you're Look at Riggs. Look at Riggs. He's starting in yeah. the back.
5: I mean, it's you know, Riggs is, is, is the guy to beat. And he's still the same driver he's, he's always been. He's probably, you know – and he's still, I mean, he, he qualifies in the back. I think I I say, I, say, I really think if you look at a lot of people qualifying up front that normally don't qualify up front qualify up front, and that's only happened since we've had this tire debacle.
1: Yeah, we qualified up front. That was a little surprising, actually, because I mean, I mean, talking I mean about, talking about Mason, you talking about Mason? you talking about yeah, yeah. No, no. <laughs> yeah. But for Mason, that was great because he has not had he's not been great yeah. thus far. I mean, it was a great weekend for him all around. At
2: Hickory on the last restart they were talking, like, what they were going to do and this, that, and the other, like, what to do, whatever. And Mason's like, y'all don't talk about it. I got it. He's like, Robert can be listening. <laughs> they were you know, worried that you know, I had flipped over on the t- I don't And I, you had because you heard No, that. I didn't. No? Mason told me after the rest. Okay. You know,
3: I don't I don't know if the Cars has an uh, award for, like, somebody like Mason, but, like, he's fast every week. Hard he hard. just always has the dumbest things happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's, yeah. he's like that guy that has – if, if, your, if your rear view mirror is going to fall off and, you know, get stuck under the gas pedal, he's going to be the guy that that, that happens to. You know? They, keep, they keep coming back. Yeah. And it paid off. And
2: Touring yeah. 12, he's got to.
5: But look at um, um, Tyler Matthews. That dude yeah. almost won there. Mm-hmm. Man, I was first up, race. Man. and And he literally was, a, I mean, like the last place car. Yeah. And um, that's amazing to, to go from, I mean, came back, you know, same setup, I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, it's just really neat. If you look at the field, even last three races, there's no way you could pick the field as far as qualifying was. Yeah. There's zero – nobody has any idea where anybody's going to qualify.
1: I have a question, I'm going to start with PJ. Um, Obviously, clear, inside, outside, those are things. But how much do you – do you coach Caden uh, during a race? I mean, as far as line or – lift points and things like that is that something that you feel comfortable as a spotter doing
3: oh yeah you have to i mean i think you know especially with a rookie you gotta uh, i do a lot of stuff off of a uh, race monitor you know watching times and um i mean you know as a spotter where we're at you can tell when somebody's overdriving the corner or you can tell when they're mm-hmm. you know way up in left field you know you can kind of reel them back in a little bit but yes for sure unfortunately yes i mean a lot of the veterans no you don't have to do that but you know the Caden, you know, not being at a lot of these places he's never been to. Yes, I have to. Um, yeah, unfortunately. But I, you, I'm Robert? telling you, it's getting less and less. I've only spotted form since Caraway, and um, it's getting less and less. Yeah. You know. So.
2: What about you, Robert? Uh, with Josh, not so much. <clears throat> um, he more or less wants to know like what everyone else is doing. Like, you know, if someone's making up time, running the top here or running mm-hmm. there, that kind of thing. I mean, Mason. I've pretty much taught him, you know, a lot about racing since, you know, he was 14, 15 years old. I was pretty much spotted for him since he started in a late model. Um, And I've talked to him and, you know, like restarting and, you know, how to do this and how to do that. I mean, I've, I've taught Mason, helped Mason a lot with that just because, I mean, I've done it for him for like the last five or six years. So, yeah, Josh is a little bit different. Like he don't like lap times, like he don't want to hear a whole bunch and um he wants to hear lap times about every 10 15 laps just you know just see what's going on the average amount kind of thing but um mason i mean it you know it does help him a lot i feel like um just because he is learning and going to a lot of these different tracks i mean it you know if you see something you say it they ain't got to listen to it and at the end of the day they're holding the steering wheel so right i mean i can only make a suggestion you yeah know, whether they do it or not that's on them but i mean it just all depends on who it is and, you know, the talent level that they got and the experience that they got of how you attack it. You know, with Josh it's different, but with Mason or
1: someone else it's a little bit different. Yeah. Adam, what about you with, with Justin? I mean, I mean
5: I'm, I'm fortunate that I have a veteran driver, of course. I mean, just super talented. I felt like that, that he's been on top of his game. He's probably as good as any driver out there this year. But even though, I mean, we still – I mean, he, he likes to go hard. Yeah. And um, – not that he don't know how not to go hard, but you know he's he's um he really puts a lot of faith in me and Marcus. He lets me pretty much call the race. I mean I, you know if somebody's coming and I want to and I want to um, to let him go, he'll pull over and let him go. Yeah. Um, a lot of you know he's, um we all need it. I mean every driver is different. I mean he doesn't need a spotter as far as you know a coach, yeah. but it really does help. And he and we, I know him and, and he knows me and um just like that hickory i mean just at the end of the race or whatever the bottom line was better and i say you know even though it might feel good up top and top might have been very successful for us to run but you know the heat cycle before that or the run before that if i say justin the bottom line's going or we're faster on the bottom he's going to the bottom yep so i just think he has so much trust in me and i, I of course have trust in him and it um I mean he's true, he's a veteran. It's not like he can win with anybody. Yeah. But he really does listen and I feel like we've gained positions. I feel like this past week we played it out exactly. I said, hey, you're not catching that guy. I think we we're a tail end of the lead lap coming in on the um closed caution. You know, the pit lane was um, was closed. Yeah. And um I said, hey, you're not catching him. You know, as far as the, the last place car, I think we're like five lap cars between us. And I said, so don't try. I said, and a caution's gonna come out and when it does, then we'll we'll be back up there on the tail end. Yeah, you know, you know, and then and then we we um, we gained the spots, and he played it exactly
1: like um like I asked him to. I mean, that last ten laps for him was huge. I mean, he picked up probably four or five spots in yeah. the last ten laps. Yeah,
5: and I just think he believes in me, and if and if I do wrong, he doesn't. Um, he's never going to criticize me, and um, it's just it's just it's it's an amazing situation. I've never in my life thought I'd be in a situation where um, he thinks like you know he listens to me. I listen to him. It's really really. I've never, other with Franklin Butler back you know, back in the 90s, I've never had a situation where I enjoyed going to the racetrack so much. And, and to have, a, um, um, I mean, he's really that good a driver. To have him and keep him calm. Yeah. And, you know, and, and he gets excited. I get excited in the car. I need somebody sometimes to calm me down and say, hey, do not hit that dude. Yeah. I mean, we want to hit everybody. But if somebody tells you do not freaking hit him, it helps. I mean, Robert does it. I mean, Robert calms people down. I've heard you do it. You know, not don't, very often.
1: Yes, that's not true, Rob. Not I, very often. Yeah, I I've heard, heard you, you. Tell them to junk cars too. <laughs> I've, I might have said that a time
2: or two.
5: Yeah, when you're running for points, you can't you can't be talking right. anybody. You can't be hitting anybody. You well, just yeah, you can't, can. can't do if it.
2: If you win the race, you have yeah, maximum points. What about the next race? Well, you better hit them again. Get <laughs> them before they get you, kind of thing. Right.
3: You know, you know why Josh Berry does not want lap times, right? Because he's usually the fastest. <laughs> <laughs> he not need to know. Pretty easy,
1: yeah. yeah. He doesn't yeah. need to know. Well, look, let's take, uh, let's take another break. Caution flags out. We're going to come down pit road, sticker up, and we'll be back here with our spotter's edition of the Stickered Up podcast. Stickered Up, official
4: podcast of the Cars Tour. Cars Cars Tour. Tour. be Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations, Durham and Roxboro. and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at thriftytireonline.com. The official car care service center, the official pit stop of the Stickered Up podcast.
0: Get the picture with Pit Row TV, the official home of Cars Tour TV, where winners watch their favorite races. If you can't make it to the track, tune in and let Tony Stevens and Hannah Newhouse bring you all the action for the Cars Tour. Pit Row TV. Check them out online. Pit Row.TV. That's Pit Row.TV. Don't change that channel.
4: and the title sponsor of the Cars Tour.
0: RS Race Cars, building championship race cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston, Virginia. Military Tyrell,
4: driver the number eight. 81 Quaker State Chevrolet. You're listening to the Stickered Up Podcast with Stephen Dunn.
1: Green Flag Bat, Stickered Up Podcast, the official podcast with the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour, our spotter's edition. And, uh, guys, uh, one question I wanted to ask is, um, uh, obviously, there can be heated moments in the spotter stand, especially when things happen on the racetrack. So, P.J., I'll start with you. Um, most awkward moment in the spotter stand with a an incident or a wreck? or <sighs> Being told yeah, that you can go somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've had, unfortunately,
3: probably four or five. Um, I'm not real proud of it, you know, after it happens. But when it happens, you're you're right 100% of the time. 100% you know, of the time. Um, you know, that's the deal. Whoever's driving for me at the time is who I'm going to defend, like he's my brother. Yeah. And these guys right here do the same thing. I've not had any instances with them, but I've had a couple um, – Actually, me and Tony Arnold, the guy that was supposed we to be on. should have. Yeah. <laughs> we <probably> should have. <laughs> yeah. Um Tony Arnold, I think he was going to be on here with us. He's not. Me and him joke about one all the time at Martinsville. I don't even remember who he was spotting for. And I was spotting for Timothy, and we were leading. And I, I don't even remember what was over, but I told him I was going to throw him off there. You know, and, and he always reminds me of that. You know, now, I mean, I think, you know, he's the moment. We all kind of get heated, but. I don't know. There might be one other one. The guy don't really like me, but, hell, I don't care. You know what I mean? it's I'm there to do one thing. And if if you like me, you like me. I'm going to tell you when you're right, and I'm going to tell you when you're wrong, and, and I'm going to tell you when I'm right and wrong, you know. Yeah. And uh, I don't know. That's how it is. I don't think – in the heat of the moment, you know, we've all screamed. I've heard Robert scream, and I've heard, you know, a lot of people scream. But in the end, when we're walking down to the to the front stretch. Hell, I don't. nobody's really – I'm mad the, at nobody. Yeah, that's, I,
2: I want, showed up to the racetrack with my friends. <laughs> yeah, right, <exactly. laughs> yep.
5: yeah, I um, want to talk about that too. That's, that's been the coolest thing for me. Be not being a spotter. Number one, I have no idea who anybody's spotting for up there for the most part, so that kind of helps. Um, yeah,
2: until if, you're passing those lap cars and you really want to know. Yeah,
5: exactly. You want to know, and then, um, but if um, like even like Brandon Butler, you know, me and him are really really close, and he spots for many. And um, Justin, he, he wanted to dive bomb him, you know, at, at um, Dylan, And he did it. He did, too. I mean, I don't have a problem admitting it. You know, I'm not, I'm, I mean, like I'm. Like lap three. Bro, I'm sticking for my guy all the time. But when he does wrong, I'm yelling out on the radio, and Brandon's over there waving his arms at me. I'm like, "Yo, yup. I mean, what, what are you going to say? And um, that's the biggest thing. But it's really neat up there with Lee and um, Lee Pulliam. Yeah. And Tony Arnold, I mean, he's, he pretty much. When he led me around like when I first started doing some spotting and showed me where to go and how to do it and and he's um he's kind of like my spotting mental I guess but but it's neat because like people that I haven't really had a relationship with or competitive relationship maybe didn't like that much or when you get in a spotter stand it's, it's incredible like we're all we're all doing the same thing trying to look after our drivers and um, yeah and it's, it's really it's really interesting it's a whole different view as far as people wise I really enjoy it. And nobody takes it personal because they know you're not driving for the most part. People, yeah. In cars, people are pretty professional. So you don't have that issue like you do on a
2: local level.
1: Yeah. yeah.
2: My uh, biggest, I mean, I've had my fair share of not I,
1: I, don't, I don't believe that at all. I, I mean, probably, you're an angel when you're up there. Probably
2: the worst one was at Orange County, and I was spot for Bradley. And Jamie Cottle had run over us like three races in a row. I mean, three races in a row. And Was is a like,
1: Cars Tour race? Yeah.
2: It okay. was like first or second year. Okay. And um, he run over us again, and I was like, go jump that son of a bitch. And then Bradley run all over the side of him. His spotter came over and said something. His spotter was like two people down. No, It was me, Deke, Spotter, and then him. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had a pair of wire cutters. For whatever reason, were in my pocket. I must have been doing something.
1: Please tell me you cut his.
2: I was, like, this close (laughs) to cutting the damn radio cord on this radio. Like, I was so mad. And we were arguing back and forth, and Heavy had his button keyed up. And he's yelling at us to stop, and he's talking to Deke, and Deke's freaking out. I mean, it was big. Like we were pushing and shoving. Like it was, it was absolutely big.
3: Adam, his face is getting red. Will you hug him or something? <laughs> he's, getting,
2: <laughs> he's getting wound up. I, was, that, that's <laughs> okay. I mean, I was so mad. But I mean, I've had my fair share of, you know, just our, like, or like like lead us we remember yeah, how excited yeah, he got, yeah. or like with Bradley. I mean, Bradley's pretty aggressive, and he'll run over somebody, turn down across them. I mean, I'm like, I didn't do it. Yeah. And but the best thing you can ever do when someone is mad at you is you just look down at your. Hands and look back at them and says, Do you see a steering wheel in these hands? I ain't driving it. And they'll get so mad and then they'll think about it and then they'll walk away. Yeah. And it's the best thing you can ever say to them. But then on the face first, or whenever you're yelling at them and they do it to you, you're pissed. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, I've had my fair share of run ins, but I mean, I've kind of calmed down a little bit because at the end of the day, we're not driving it, you know, unless they do something, unless, you know, like we were clearly there and they turned down like we weren't there, then obviously it's probably your fault, like, you know. If you did something stupid, yeah, if nothing right.
5: wrong, tell them the driver's an idiot. Because oh. half the time they know it. Oh,
2: I mean, it might be I mean, an idiot. I mean, if you make a mistake, else, I mean, something. you know right.
5: what I'm saying. I like, guess not like you don't know. I mean, if Caden yeah. did something just really messed up and did something wrong. Yeah, I mean
1: that's your job. You're there to tell them right or wrong. Yeah, mm-hmm.
5: and then you know.
1: Have you ever have you ever had to have that conversation with driver? Like, man, that that doesn't that's not a good look. Um, Or do you just kind of let that go? I've told Bradley
2: McCaskill several times, if he does something like that again, I'll turn the radio off because he obviously doesn't need me. And I don't care. I mean, obviously, if you ain't going to listen, there's no need right. for me to waste my time up right. there. But, I mean, it's all like I, mean, I think we all moment. debrief.
5: I mean, I think we might yeah. not do it right after the race, but I think during the week we all try to improve. Just like Justin might say, hey, can you do this next time for me? Right. and I, And I might say, hey, Justin, you ran in the back of that guy. You shouldn't have at that point in time. I mean, it's just that's what that's what you do, and I mean, as a driver, you need that. I mean, I'm telling you, it's really neat to have somebody else with eyes
1: on you and, and seeing what's going on, and it helps
5: me a lot as a driver. I mean, a lot.
1: Yeah. Well, you guys have all won as spotters. Is it's and I'll start with um, I'll start with PJ. What's the what's the biggest race that you've been a part of as far as being in victory lane?
3: Uh, I'd have to say Martinsville with Timothy. Um, as far as late mile stock, um, a lot of championships. Uh, like, you know, I'm not, I'm not good. I just got to hang out with a lot of good people, you know, yeah. and that's that's what I've always said. I'm, you know, I'm just a little small part of it. And um, probably Martinville. I'd say that was the biggest one, especially. I just started my shock business, and and he had those on, and that was a double double one for me.
5: So. Mm-hmm.
2: That's pretty awful.
6: fire Rich. Yeah. Martin yeah. yeah. Um, Robert?
2: Uh, we won the Summer Showdown out in Seattle three times with Preston Peltier. Um, I didn't know
1: you spotted for Preston.
2: Yeah, I've spotted for Preston since 2014. What's he doing these? Is he still racing? Super late model out of okay. Colorado. He okay. just – he um, he should have won out there in Seattle the, two weeks ago. And you went
5: to all of them, didn't you? For a while there, he was flying you every yeah. I mean, every week or every couple weeks, whatever. You were Yeah, flying out so there.
2: I won out there. Derek Kraus won the championship in Arco with him. I won, a, won like four or five races with him. I mean, I don't know what else we've won. I don't really. know. Did you
1: spot for Josh when he won at Martinsville?
2: No, yeah, Matt. I spot. I took over the year after. Okay. Um, and that was just because Matt's got a little kid. Yeah. And he want to spend time with the son at home. I mean, we won that thirty k race. Well, yeah, no, we won the last two k races. That's right. Uh, with Josh, um, but I mean, those are like the biggest races. I mean, those ones out in Seattle were twenty five grand a piece, and Josh won thirty grand a piece there. So I mean, I guess those are the the biggest so ones. You're like a
1: hired them. gun. A you want to win. You want to win a big race. You need to have this guy on the radio. Uh, I don't do nothing. I just get paid to go and race, racetrack and talk.
2: That's what I tell everybody. I'm, might, I'm pretty. He, good He, at he it. must
5: be good because like he's, he's spotted for a lot of good people, and, and, and you've always got
1: that phone call.
2: Look, Josh only hired me because he said I would fit in, and I drink beer with the guys with the best stuff. That's the only reason I got my job.
1: You got your well. You brought beer to the podcast, which we're all very appreciative of. <laughs> I mean, you're the actually the first guest to bring beer to the podcast, so yeah, you, you have kudos you. for me. Well, I mean,
2: he, but he said it was me or one other guy who was going to talk to, and he said. You were a better fit because we you would drink beer with us. That's how I got my job. I mean, I didn't really know Josh. I mean, I yeah, I kind of like just walked up one day and just started talking, and it just kind of happened. And then yeah, he reached out and wanted me to do it. He's
1: a good dude, and that's the thing. Well, I mean, I think I think he gets like, I think he gets a bad rap from a lot of people because there's people in the garage area that that's never actually spoken two words to him and they just have this persona that he's just this elitist that, you know, and you just got to get to know and talk to people. And Adam, you talk to everybody. What's your biggest win as a spotter?
5: That's my first year. Dylan really spot. Dylan or Carraway? Which one, which one did we come from the back from? Was that Carraway? Carraway. Because y'all started yeah. back there with us, but we stayed
2: in the back. And, um,
1: you never, I mean, well, I mean, Barry and Josh never started at the rear end. But I wasn't with him. I was oh, with you yes, you were I was Mason. A,
2: that was the last minute deal with okay. Josh, so I was with Mason.
1: Yeah, I'd say
5: Dylan, though. I mean, I really felt like I was a big part of that win.
1: Speaking yeah. of Dylan, when we played the, we had Justin in the following week. And uh, you came in Victory Lane and had some really exciting choice words that we had to edit out. <laughs> so, did I really? really?
2: Yes, you did. I didn't know that. This is a Christian show. I, I did know. not know that. Yeah.
1: You came in with the with the F yeah. We really? did it. Oh, yeah. yeah. We edited it out. But, it, but, but it's, it, look, and for me... You know, being a being a sponsor and a partner with Justin, I mean, that was huge. That was the, huge. The, the, the cussing part or the no, the wind.
3: The I was thinking the excitement part. The excitement know. part. Yeah. Hey,
2: speaking of that, do y'all ever have to watch what you say on the radio?
1: Mm, no, I haven't. Uh, well, oh, I've been watching. I've been I've been carelessly hearing. It. I no, the, not on this radio. Oh, I do Yeah, I've been. I
5: got a little carried away. Um,
1: this past week, I think. But, well, um, I got called out for I, I saw so I spotted this past weekend for Carter at South Boston, and, and I forgot that there are small children that can scan and listen to what we're saying, and I dropped an F bomb, and six year old pulled his headset off and said, "What did he say?" <laughs> so I felt terrible, but I try to watch what I say. So,
5: yeah, and sp- speaking of that, I mean, I, I, I love God, and, and I and I know I'm a sinner, and um, and I do feel bad about sometimes after after I, I do stuff like that for sure. But but Dylan, getting back to that. <laughs> Unbelievable, just um, <laughs> really. I mean, just I've really felt like that we played the game. Justin, Justin yeah. was smart. I think you know. I just, man, I just I've never felt part of. Um, like Caraway, yeah, I did an okay job. It was great. But he was gonna win that race regardless. I think as far as the way it all played out.
2: It's because Deke was in second. If anyone else was in second, y'all wouldn't have won that I, race. Yeah. Hey, I, you I know that. what? We, oh, right. hey, hey,
1: Josh could say the same thing about Orange County. Correct. Yeah,
5: <laughs> but it's um. But we, you know, I I really feel like that Dylan, and I made a difference. I think we played the game, we did everything exactly right, and he listened. He listened to everything I told him. I mean, every single word, and I felt like that I did make a difference. But, but yep, I want to win one more.
1: Three races is my goal are, this year. Are you calling
5: the shot? Are you going to retire right after you win,
1: or I mean, I mean, it? if he wins a Cars Tour championship in three races, he might as well. Yeah, you're calling it. No, go <laughs> out on top. Yeah, I, I quit everything, no. Rob. I come back. I come
2: <laughs> back every year. At the end of last year, I told Josh I was done. I never want to see a race car again. I was so, over it. Yeah, so, but you were you went
1: you were in the grind with those guys I last year.
2: Leaving Langley at 2 a.m. because they tore our whole car apart and having to drive four hours to Southern National. I mean, it was it was longer i didn't want to go racing ever again like it was so bad yeah so i mean i wanted to do that like one time like i always say like that'd be fun to go do one time and i'm glad we won because we ain't got to do it again yeah yeah i yeah. wouldn't
5: i wouldn't do it if, it if it wasn't the cars tour with the schedule we have and the fact that i, I give my word i i don't i mean jason Stanley. he'll he'll text me you coming this weekend no you know, I, well, I got
1: a text from Justin while we were recording here asking if I was coming to Motor Mile this weekend to spot for Whitney. Do you want to go do that for me? No, I don't.
2: I don't think her mom likes me. I have no I ah. have no desire. I spotted for an ace, and she said that I gave her anxiety. Robert?
1: I, I can't That's imagine. I can't imagine. You gave, you gave Gina anxiety That's or gave Whitney said. anxiety? Oh no, Gina. Oh.
2: I mean, I was nice. I mean, I was coaching her, but, I mean, we just weren't that good. It was our first time at Ace, and we struggled. And Ask
3: you know. him how much it pays.
2: Yeah, I mean, it, the motor miles are a long way to go for <laughs> not a whole lot of money. Yeah. yeah. That's a long nurse ride. But yeah, That's no, I, the thing, too. Like we almost wrecked the leaders at Ace. and she, I mean, I, I kind of freaked out because we literally about wrecked the leaders like, and wrecked them. And I'm like, get down, get down. And she's like, you give me anxiety, right? <laughs> spotter for you so, yeah she was that was um you should have told him you give me anxiety <laughs> <laughs> I aged 10 years then. Exactly. I can't
1: do this because I like they were anxiety. yelling they were
2: yelling at me and I'm like I told her y'all were coming 10 laps ago
1: yeah well guys I can't thank you guys enough and this was a lot of fun and I would like to do this again uh maybe we can wrap up the season with a with a second edition um I give my my drivers when they come in an opportunity to thank their sponsors. Um, you guys all do different things, so I want to give you guys an opportunity to 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 tell everybody what you guys do when you're not at the racetrack on the weekend, spotting for these guys. And I'll start with PJ. Oh, this is a great time for yeah, you. Yeah, this spot. is the, the BST plug time. Or, yeah, yeah. I,
3: I was actually thinking I'd plug. You know, being a dad—that's probably the biggest thing that I'm proud of. Uh,
1: well, that's cool yeah, too.
3: Tabor and Remington. And, um, other than that, building shocks and you know spotting on the weekends, man, it's it's been fun.
2: Well, the business I own, no one will ever call me on because I deal with insurance companies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I own a company that puts airbags in cars when they get wrecked. And uh, so. but he is single. You should advertise the fact you're single.
3: Uh, are you single you oh is single? this yeah. late breaking news yeah, right, right here are, are you not you single, single? <laughs> well I didn't know okay <laughs> <laughs> well,
6: I, was help, I was trying
2: to help you out you it's, know. It's, I don't need any more women trouble is it me. complicated it's very complicated right now <laughs> I don't like, then. if I'm fired, No, I will trying to help you out you we'll know? need a, like a four hour long podcast for that whole subject um, so but yeah um, but no I own airbag specialists out here in Raleigh and work at all the body shops and things like that so that's how um, you
3: get so much time well, off yeah, you got to own the business.
2: I am the damn. Well, I'm you from, own BST. I I'm, mean, I'm from the janitor to the damn CEO. Yeah. If you want HR? Same guy answers the phone. So yeah. call and cuss out whoever you want, nothing's going to change. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, let's just do whatever I want to do, which it, it was easier last year with COVID because it slowed down a lot. Now it's wide open. I wasn't sure I was going to make it today. So I well, gl-
1: we're, we're glad that you're here. Adam, you, you probably drove the first. Well, I don't know. You and PJ probably close to I think the same. Me and PJ, yeah. but same. I'm right at two. You know, two hours. I was two and a half. I so
2: was twenty. I got be uh, like, like,
1: Yeah, but uh, but you drove a much nicer. You drove a really nice car up here. That's who's
2: got the money, Justin. No, Justin's paying him way no. too much
1: money. Yeah, I mean, is that what spotters drive? Mm-hmm. I mean, you are driving a twenty? Was that a twenty twenty two? I want to tell
5: you that my favorite thing is um, <laughs> is um. <laughs> My grand, my grandchild is um that's my that's my favorite grandchild. Thing. You have a grandchild? Yeah, I got a grandchild. Lord, I got a grandchild. I got a grandchild. My wife, you know, we have um. I got, Who's your plastic surgeon? his wife is smoking hot. <laughs> my way. wife is smoking hot. She, she is. She, <laughs> is. Robert, Robert. This guy. is going <laughs> south quick. Yeah. Robert's got it taken care of for me. Something happens to me. I am and, in um,
2: the, I am in the wheel, and I am going to spend every bit of his insurance yeah, absolutely. Policy. But no, that's, favorite my, that's my
5: favorite thing. I've enjoyed my grandbaby. So um, I go up on Saturday mornings because normally the grandbaby comes over Friday nights. So we get to spend time together. Um, I got my furniture store Furniture for Less which is a partner with, with um, Justin Johnson and um, that, that's pretty much I work you know yeah. and I get to play but I really enjoy my wife I enjoy um, that's good I enjoy my business and I enjoy going to spotting for my limited schedule that I do and um, biggest thing is you know, I just, I just keep thinking about Kirk Ipock as far as what he does for racing. I remember, you're thinking the whole time. You know, I'm it's, there going, it's funny you said that because I've never talked to that guy a day in my life. Really? But I was like, man, how
3: do I work that guy in? Because he's done so
5: much you for have everybody. Time on your Yeah. He likes to talk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's you know, freaking awesome. Yeah. I met Lee McCall for the first time this week. Never talked to Lee McCall. Been <laughs> at racetrack forever my whole no, life.
2: Speaking of Lee McCall, when I left Hickory on Friday, there was a note on the windshield of my truck, and it said, call for a good time with a phone number. And I was like, this is a joke. So I called the number. It was Lee McCall. It was Lee McCall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, was, it was hilarious. He's like, you better talk to your friends, which it was his crew guys that put it on my truck. Was it Doug? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah, Doug. Doug, yeah. Okay. Imagine Doug put it on my truck. So I called him, and he's like, tell me you had a good time last night. <laughs> so, but yeah, no, Lee McCall's cool
5: and that's another thing too the reason why I love going to the cars tour I love seeing my friends
1: that's exactly like the, the, at 100% the, the
5: people there are all top notch I get to see you know I feel like I've made friends with Josh Berry I really enjoy Josh I really yeah, enjoy Robert he calls you the president I know something has got to be something the mayor I call him the, the mayor that sounds, sounds good to me He's running for president. but I really enjoy seeing Tyler Matthews when you know um, that Lee Pulley I really enjoy seeing these people I mean it yeah. for me you know Brandon Butler I get to see him and his son I really enjoy that every, yeah. you know i don't live near these people yeah so for me to go and, and and it's not like a local show not being mean it's just a different caliber of people and the people i get to see and robert and i mean i just i really enjoy it so yeah. I, I love going for the people i love the cars tour it's like the traveling circus is what i call it yeah it's, and it's fantastic it's awesome and jack just does an amazing freaking job i mean think about what he's done for racing kirk ipod jack those two people, single-handedly, you know, Ron Barfield, there's yeah. certain people who
1: really make a big a big factor. in Do um, <laughs> you want to plug Dylan Motor Speedway while we're <laughs> – I,
2: mean, I don't go really, I don't You're go really there. on about the car store? I don't there, it, except, Well, you know what? Are you, like, you going to say Darren Hackett next? Like, no, no, just not.
1: No, no. Mike
3: Diaz. I would no. definitely plug the plastic surgeon if you've got a grandkid, though. Yeah,
5: wait, I, I no, mean, that surprises okay. me. I'm, I'm 46 years old. I'm 43, my, and no, I ain't got Look, no my, wife, my wife's a little bit older than me, not no. much, okay? So I got two stepchildren. But she
2: looks way better than me. Oh,
5: I bet. And I got two stepchildren, and, um, which are like my own, and, and we got a grandbaby.
1: That's good. That's good. Freaking awesome. I'd have never guessed it. Well, we're definitely going to have to have a, a smoking hot
5: s- wife with the grandbaby.
1: <laughs> <laughs> definitely going to have to have a second second edition second round with you guys. But again, thank you guys all for coming in. Uh, we'll take the uh, final caution here on Sticker Up Podcast. We'll be back to recap and close out this episode of Sicker Up Podcast. So
4: Sticker up. up official podcast of the cars tour.
0: Race Cars Building Championship Race Cars, provider of championship winning late model stock chassis. RNS Services providing chassis, body hanging, turnkey purchases, parts and baseline setups. Contact RNS today at 336-213-0736. That's 336-213-0736 to start building your next winning race car. That's RNS Race Cars, 336-213-0736, South Boston,
4: Virginia. Needing new tires and trying to fit that in your budget doesn't have to be stressful. You just need to know where to go, and that's Thrifty Tire, your locally owned source for new and used tires. Two locations Durham and Roxboro, and not just tires. Auto repair, wheels, brakes, alignment, and suspension. Online at ThriftyTireOnline.com. The official Car Care
0: Service Center, the
4: official pit stop of the Stickered Up
0: Podcast get the picture with pit row tv the official home of cars tour tv where winners watch their favorite races if you can't make it to the track tune in and let tony Stevens and hannah newhouse bring you all the action for the cars tour pit row tv check them out online pitrow.tv that's pitrow.tv don't change that channel
4: Sponsor of the Cars Tour.
3: This is Dan Silvestri, driver of the number 97, Bitcoin Chevrolet. You're listening to the Stick It Up
1: podcast with Stephen Dunn. White Flag Stick It Up podcast, the official podcast of the Solid Rock Carriers Cars Tour. We'll take a couple of weeks off with the postponement of the Solid Rock Carriers 125 at Wake County Speedway this coming Saturday night. Our next event will be at Motor Mile Speedway on August the 28th. The long-run transportation, 225. We'll have the late models and the super late models. And what we'll do is we will preview that in our next episode of the Stickered Up Podcast. I do want to thank again Robert Arch. Adam Resnick and PJ Bryan for joining us in studio for our Spotters edition of the Stickered Up podcast. As always, Dave Perkins, Morgan Patrick from Broadcasting Experts for making us sound so good, and our sponsors. We couldn't do it without them. Solid Rock Carriers, Kirk Ipok, Justin Johnson at Thrifty Tire, PJ Bryant, BST, Marcus Richmond at RNS Race Cars and our friend Tony Stevens at Pit Road TV. Until next time, that's the checkered flag on this edition of the Stickered Up Podcast.
4: Be sure to share this podcast. New episodes of Stickered Up will be
6: available wherever you download your podcasts.